0: Sharper Iron is underwritten by the Lutheran Church Extension Fund, where your investments help support the work of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Visit lcef.org for more information. Today is Friday, June 26th. It is Day 2 of share and we are providing you more opportunities to partner with KFUO and support this gospel outreach that proclaims Christ for you anytime, anywhere, both over the airwaves in and around St. Louis, Missouri, and online across the globe proud to be a part of that proclamation as we dig into God's Word every weekday morning. Today we're going to dig into God's Word to look at a topic that comes out of our recent study of Romans and our current study of James. St. Paul in Romans emphasizes faith. St. James in his epistle emphasizes works. So for Christians, what is the relationship between faith and works? To help us sharpen our faith in Christ as we study God's Word today, we have with us regular guest Pastor Brady Finnern. Pastor Finneran serves at Messiah Lutheran Church in Sartell, Minnesota. Pastor Finneran, welcome back to Sharp Iron.
1: You're right to be here. Thank you.
0: So, Pastor Finneran, just real quick before we get started, for Sherathon right now, KFUO, we are we're sitting at fifty-six thousand three hundred dollars, and if we can get to sixty thousand dollars during this program, there are going to be two gift two gifts that'll be given out to the various donors there's a CPH gift card and there's a CD set from Lily Fields that are be given to anybody who's donated if we can get to 60,000 we want to try to do that this hour so please support KFO you can call one 730 2727 to make a gift to KFO and like I said if we can get to 60,000 during this hour then we'll draw two names during this hour. And I, I would love to hear that, Pastor Finnern, because I don't know if I can keep listening after nine o'clock. I've got a few other things to do. So let's let's try to get to sixty thousand this hour. And and Pastor Finnern, you and I in this conversation about faith and works, when I when I proposed it to you, I, I should have known this. <laughs> but it's It's going to take us a bit <laughs> and we may run out of time and and that's okay uh, It's always a joy to to spend some time in God's word, no matter how long oh and and I'm getting a note that we just got up to fifty seven nine ninety three so we're even closer to sixty thousand Pastor Fenner, with right. no further ado let's go ahead and start talking a little bit about faith and works now, this is something that I think lutheran's are known for we faith and works you know how these two go together and, and maybe someone would even want to know what's the big deal why do we why do we care so much about this pastor Finnern?
1: well it's important because Jesus says so um, mark chapter 12 verse 30 and 31 we have the great commandment and he says to love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength and I would connect that to faith clearly and the second is this he says you shall love your neighbor as yourself and it's very important for us to be able to clarify how those things, and I'm going to use this theme, flow together within the Christian life and within the Christian community and around the world. Because if you, if you focus on the end, which I think we all have a tendency to do, we're focusing on what do I need to do, what, what me, myself, and I, my doings, my works, where we need to continually go back to the Lord your God and the importance of faith and the importance of what that looks like. Secondly, I think as Lutherans. We tend to be very self-critical. Um, I think other people are critical of us too, because they're like, "You guys just talk about saved by grace through faith. That's all you do." But if you, um, um, and then the kind of kind of a dead orthodoxy kind of understanding, or you guys are just you don't really do anything. You just talk about that, go home, and do whatever you want. But if you open up what we have in the Missouri Synod as a Lutheran annual and you look at all the different ministries and church workers and pastors. You look in kind of the, I guess we call it the mercy section, the millions of dollars that go out for the specific sake of serving your neighbor shows us the connection that has bore fruit in our church body, bore fruit through things like KFUO, but um, and you know things that you guys promote all the time, things like Bethesda Homes and Lutheran Nursing Homes, which are everywhere, social services, homes for pregnant women, Orphan Grain Train, Dakota Boys Ranch, Lutheran Disaster Response. Um, all, all these things, medical missionaries around the world, and this doesn't even include the local congregations, um, what's happening in our schools and our colleges, our, in, our, in the homes of the people who have um, who have faith, who are receiving the word of God, and God is bearing fruit throughout the world. So there it is. It's important because Jesus says so, and also because it is happening everywhere, and what a joy it is to go back See God at work and to reflect on it according to god 's word and ask Him to continue to have us connect those two things, faith, which then flows into good works to our neighbor
0: right faith flows into good works and and it is it is interesting that that Lutherans sometimes are self critical of themselves or are receive that criticism for from others about good works. I mean it goes all the way back to to luther and and the uh, battles that he had during the Reformation that he would be accused of you don't like good works. You you don't tell people to do good works, and in fact, he does. It's, it's quite it's quite amazing when you when you read some of Luther's sermons, how much he does spend talking about good works, or or even even C.F.W. Walther, the first president of the Lutheran Church of Missouri, second first president of the seminary in St. Louis. I, Pastor Sean Smith, the host of Concord Matters, gave me a hard time because I didn't mention him yesterday when we were talking about. <laughs> talking and so CFW Walther we'll we'll talk a little bit about it. when you look at him he he wrote the proper distinction between law and gospel on how to preach and and that great gospel emphasis but when you listen to his sermons and read them you see that same as you're talking about the flowing how the faith flows into the good works and so this criticism it's always right for us to reflect and repent where necessary but but lutherans do have a solid tradition of of holding both of these together and seeing how faith flows into the good works and and that's our our goal today is to to spend a little more time meditating upon that and and using that in our lives as christians so with that it, it is important to understand just the very basics what what are these things and and the first is faith that is a very Commonly used word in not just in Lutheran circles but in Christian circles, and it's got some secular usage too. The word faith will show up just in everyday speech sometimes. When we're talking about faith, Pastor Finner, when the scriptures teach us about faith, what do we need to understand by that word?
1: Yeah, that's it's a hugely important thing, and often we gloss over it, which is why I want to spend some time, quite a bit of time actually, looking at faith. Um, because it is something that you'll hear people in the news, you'll, see, you'll hear politicians, you'll hear generally people, and even you know people that are um, within our churches, and they'll say faith. And you don't want to be that guy that's like, well, what do you mean by that? But it is an important thing for us to be very clear to make sure that we are getting this correctly. So what is faith? Um, and that's, it can be difficult, which is why we go back to God's Word. And I want to break it down into basically four different um, ideas of what faith is from Scripture and to be able to flow from there. So first of all, faith is a gift from God, that we often think of faith in American society as something that I acquire. But it's very clear in Scripture that it's a gift. It's a gift that God gives freely and by His grace and love, Ephesians 2:8-9. for by grace you've been saved through faith this is not your own doing. is a gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. This is the quintessential Lutheran quote that everyone has. But it's important for us to know that faith is not something that we go get. Faith is something that God pours upon us, literally pours upon us by his Holy Spirit. As 1 Corinthians 12 says, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And this is something very important, too, because if we are always searching for faith, as opposed to realizing God gave it to us, that we will lose sight of what faith really is. And how does faith come? It comes by hearing the Word of God, hearing the words of Christ. And once again, this is a little plug, this is what KFUO is all about. How can we proclaim this Word of God so that people will have faith? And we receive these gifts, we receive faith in baptism, and we are strengthened in faith. So that's number one. Faith is a gift from God. You want me to keep going?
0: Well, I, I think we're we're coming up on a, on a break here, and, and I just to, sure. again we talk about KFO and charathon here. That verse that you just mentioned, Romans ten seventeen, is is a key verse for what KFUO does. That we would be about hearing the word of God, that that brings faith, and and it's actually on the back of the T shirt that I'm wearing right now. I was trying to trying to pull my shirt around so I could see it because I'm pretty sure it's what's back there, but. Thankfully I've actually got a picture of it right here in front of me. The the KFUO t-shirt, which which is available as a gift during Shareathon for those who, who contribute $240 or more, which which is that's that's just twenty dollars a month. We've got these these wonderful, very, very comfortable KFUO t-shirts. And on the back is that very verse, bester Finner. So maybe if, if you can't see it, all of your friends can see it. That that's the whole point of KFUO. So if you're interested in giving that $240 level and receiving one of these wonderful t-shirts, you can call in the St. Louis area 314-821-0850 worldwide at 1-800-730-2727. You can also text KFUO to 41444. I don't, I've don't. i never tried that, Pastor Finner, but apparently if you do that, it's going to send you a message as to how to give. So text KFUO to 41444, or you can go online to KFUO dot org, and click on the donate button. As we think about this, KFUO hearing the word of Christ, that word brings faith, and that is what KFUO is all about. So, please consider supporting KFUO here during Sherathon as we're listening to Sharper Iron. Remember, we're trying to get to sixty thousand this hour. So, please help us out in reaching that goal. Support programs like Sharper Iron, so that KFUO can continue to proclaim Christ for you anytime, anywhere. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Please stick around.
2: KFUO is a valued gemstone to my life as a Christian. From my grandparents' very large brown radio when I first listened to KFUO to the technical advantages of KFUO.org and the ability to share recorded podcasts on my phone or email, is Gospel Witness is an anytime, anywhere missionary and a wonderful Bible study resource for me. Andy and Sarah's coffee hour chats are the caffeine boost in my morning for witness, mercy, and life together and living joy fully Lutheran. Thank you, KFUO.
3: Our phone lines are open. Please call and support the worldwide ministry of KFUO now at 314 821 0850 or toll free 1 800 730 2727.
0: Welcome back to Sharper Iron, day two of Sherathon. Here on KFUO Friday, June 26th, we are talking to Pastor Brady Finner of Messiah Lutheran Church in Sartell, Minnesota about faith and good works. So, Pastor Finern, prior to the break, we were talking about what is faith, and we said faith is a gift of God. It comes from the Word of Christ. That Word, hearing that Word, works faith in our hearts. What else do we need to know about faith from the Scriptures?
1: Yeah, the second thing is that faith is assurance. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, is faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. Sometimes people see faith as believing something you know isn't real. That's not faith. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. And one of the things the writer is pointing to that whole chapter is the reality of faith is something you don't have to hope for it. You have it because there is Christ. And he goes through the whole chapter and talking about the faith of the great patriarchs and the matriarchs. And so there it is. It's an assurance. Romans 3 talks about how we've all fallen short. We are justified by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus when God put forward by his blood to be received by faith. So all these gifts of, of God that he won on the cross, he brings and we receive it, we simply receive it as, as believers. And that is for the assurance of knowing by the Holy Spirit, our eyes are open to see that we have a good relationship with God. And that's an important key to this thing is that our goal, KFO's okay, goal, the church's goal as Christians is to point people to the assurance that Christ has died for them. And that's what God gives us with faith. So that's the second thing. Third thing, faith is a fear, love, and trust in God, in Christ, and that's, I keep focusing on this, because we can talk about faith, but if you don't have the right object, faith is just kind of like, you know, something that disappears, like smoke or something. But faith in Christ, and we're pointed to this fear, love, and trust of the patriarchs, Abraham, Sarah, Moses, and matriarchs, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, that Hebrews eleven talks about, that our righteousness, the faith that we receive, is the fear, love, and trust in God uh, in God, in Christ. These people in the past trusted there would be a Messiah. We have that same fear, love, and trust in God, knowing that Christ is not at all. Therefore, we move forward as they did in their lives. And, and the last thing is that faith is distinct from knowledge. Um, we hear about this in James. I know you studied this, where it talks about even the devil knows of Christ. It's not a knowledge thing as much as it is a trust so the devil knows, but he doesn't trust in Christ for the forgiveness of his sins. And um, so part of that goes back to the Augsburg Confession um, on justification, excuse me, the Apology. And so one of my favorite parts of the whole confessions when it says, But the faith that justifies is not only a knowledge of history, it is to embrace the promise of God. And see, and this is where I think faith is, is really described well. Because when I was in college, I, one summer I took a theology course at a, one of our Concordias. And we spoke there about conversion, Holy Spirit, and faith. And one of the guys in the class just kept asking questions. But, but how does that work? What does this look like? What's my role? All of this. And I remember my professor walked up and he stood up right, right by this guy. And he says, may I hug you? And the student stood up and they hugged each other. And, and the professor said, faith receives the promise like we receive a hug from a loved one. And, and I remember thinking, yeah, that makes sense because he's right there. God never leaves. He gives you a hug. And I remember thinking, I sure hope he doesn't come hug me.
0: <laughs> especially right now. Uh, You
1: know, I have my space. Well, nowadays, especially, you wouldn't want to have that. But, but anyways, although that's a great idea, but do not do that to me. But it gives us a visual of faith, that there's God right there, and we are not ones that have to do anything for it, but he is right there reminding us that he embraced of God that we are, just like the father who runs to his son, the prodigal son, before the son even says a word, the father has embraced him and kissed him and accepted him into his kingdom. And that's why it's good for us to remember when it comes to faith, By the blood of Jesus, you are saved, and you receive that salvation in faith, which is from Christ himself, to take any um, works idea out of it as far as how we are saved, and he freely gives to us from the cross unto us.
0: Yeah, I mean, faith faith is that which receives all of these gifts of Christ. And the the image of of a hug is is wonderful. I've, in in youth confirmation classes before, I've I've just— pulled out my wallet and I've given someone like a a $1 bill and and said, what did, what did you do to, to receive that? Mm -hmm. Nothing. You just gave it to me. That that's exactly it. I I try to keep small bills in my wallet so I can use that whenever I want without having to give like (laughs) a 20 away or something like that, you know, but, but that's, but which is exactly, that's not the, the, that's not the attitude that God has when he gives faith though. When, when God gives us faith in Christ, we receive everything that Christ has done. He's not withholding only giving us the, the $1 bill, but he's giving us everything that is his. When we receive Christ, we don't just receive a part of him. We receive him and all of his blessings 100%. You can't have sort of half Jesus or something like that. You, you, you get all of his gifts, and it's all through faith. It, it is completely a gift that, that receives it, and it is a, a trust and that, I mean, oh, I, could, I could keep going, I don't want to go too far on this, but it, it is a trust in that, that particular object. Because as you, as you said, you know, faith is not some sort of generic thing, but it does have a, a specific object, and it's only when the object is right that the faith can be right. We can put faith in anything, but if we put faith in the wrong thing, if the faith is, is in a faulty object, then the faith is no good. However, when, when Christ is the object, because he is faithful, then the faith is good. And, and in all of that, the emphasis is on Christ as the object of faith, not on us and our trust, but in him and what he has done. So, so there's, there's faith. And, and Pastor Finner, if, if you want to come back to any of that and respond, that, that's fine. But I also, also know we, we've got plenty of material to talk about. But mm-hmm. So there's, there's faith. Now now James is going to come along. Well, and we'll talk about this too. It's not like it's absent in Paul, but particularly in James, we get this emphasis it seems on good works. So so start transitioning our flow the flow that's the the image, right? How does yeah. that faith then flow into the good works?
1: Yeah, so it's it's one of those uh crazy things in scripture um is that you go from language that we focus on, and we should. Uh, free, gift, not our works, all on account of Christ. We see that absolutely everywhere. And then we read James, where it's, do, do, do. You know, um, James 1, 22, be doers of the word, not hearers, deceiving yourself. And you're like, oh boy, what's going on here? And then in chapter 2, he says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? And you're like, uh, I think so um I, what <laughs> and then 17 so also faith by itself if it does not have works is dead and you're like oh boy um so you have the do 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 mentality then you have the prove your faith you know and you're like well what's this you have faith i have works. show me your faith apart from your works and i will show you my faith by my works it really takes you Um, in a different realm and it really shouldn't surprise us, like you said Paul has tons of exhortations to do certain things Um, the Old Testament's full exhortations, Jesus is full of exhortations Um, Sermon on the Mount and go down the list he tells them what to do as a child of Christ and so this should not surprise us but it does hit us because it is so strong and it also is part of a wider context and a wider understanding of the whole Christian faith.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so James comes along. I mean, so you, you brought up James chapter two and, and that, that study was just this past week and, and pastor Preuss, who I I studied that particular, the second part of chapter two with, he, he brought up the, the hymn, salvation unto us has come. And, and it's a, it's a beautiful hymn. It's 10 verses long, 10 stanzas long. Don't, don't, don't be afraid of, of long hymns. It's okay. It's number 555 in Lutheran service book. And, and it, it lays out so wonderfully how God's salvation comes to us completely by grace through faith. But it, but it also says this in stanza nine faith clings to Jesus' cross alone and rests in him unceasing. And so, I mean, that, and that's what we've been talking about with faith, right? It clings mm-hmm. to Jesus' cross alone, it rests in him without stopping. The, the stanza continues By its fruit, true faith is known with love and hope increasing. For faith alone can justify. Works serve our neighbor and supply the proof that faith is living. Which that and that, that last phrase there, works works serve our neighbor and supply the proof that faith is living was, was what I what I chose for the title of that episode. Works supply the proof that faith is living. And as I was typing that and, and sending it to, to Sarah to put up on the on the website, I was like, Oh, this this really doesn't sound right. That that works supply the proof that faith is living. But, but but it, it does. The, the, way that, the way that Pastor Preuss put it, and I, I thought it was so helpful, was that the same way that when a person is breathing, you know he's alive. So in the mm-hmm. same way, when, when the good works are flowing, you know the faith is alive. It, and it, it's, it's, it's showing the world that you have faith. Paul's talking about more, uh, how do you, I know that I have faith? There's the the hearing that comes from the word of Christ. James is saying, well, how does the world know that you have faith? And he, he points to the good works. So it is, I mean, yeah, w- when we start to talk about this, we, we, we want to be careful, and and rightly so, but we also don't want to be afraid of, of talking about good works either. Pastor and Pastor I've, kind of, I've kind of lost my, my place in your notes because you kind of got me excited there. So I'm, I'm not entirely sure we are, and we're, we're about to we're about to break, anyways. And, sure. and as we as we talk about faith that comes from hearing, and then how that faith flows into good works, KFuo is, is a wonderful part of that for a Christian as a part of the Christian life to hear the word of Christ, to be enlivened in Him, and then that that living faith come forth in good works. And and I know for you particularly, KFuo. Uh, played a, a pretty important part in your life when you were there at the, the seminary. Would you, would you share a little bit about how KFU has been important to you as a Christian?
1: Absolutely. Um, with, with joy, I'll do that. Is So I came to St. Louis in 2002, the summer before I started classes in the fall, and I was working that summer, and I remember driving um, to work and just kind of stumbling on to KFUO, oh, never heard of it before, and I remember hearing the Bible study, um time, I believe it started at ten and and I just remember hearing other things, issues, et cetera, and others that were on. And I remember just being very struck by how they were talking. At first I didn't know it was Missouri Synod. and if I was Missouri Synod, it didn't make sense. And the reason why it really struck me is because I came from a, a college. I grew up in Missouri Synod, but I went to a mainline Protestant college, very liberal college. And I remember participating in the worship and the Bible studies and the professors and theology courses. And it, I never never really struck me until I went listen listened to KFUL really, or even going to SEM, was how almost everything ended with a question. Like, well, this is what God says, but is it really true? You know, um, this is, says this, but that kind of contradicts this, doesn't it? And then you would have sermons that would literally end with a question, and it would end with just more exhortation to just do good work, so there's no gospel in there whatsoever. And I remember listening, and how I would say KFU has been a blessing for me is clarity. That I was listening, and I remember one time the pastor said, because of the truth, because of God's word comes to us, it shows us truth. And he didn't say at the end of it, is it true though? You know, and I was so used to that and really wounded my my soul, my spirit. And to be able to have KFUO when I drove and during seminary, listening to it in ministry, being able to download episodes and to listen to it has been really like a source of uh, like water for a man who's thirsty in the desert and food for the, the hungry and, and that kind of thing for me is that it's a clear proclamation of truth. And that's why for me, not only is it... a uh, Enjoyed Joe, I did know KFUO was out there, but it's even more of an honor to ever be on the show. So that's what KFUO means for me, is a clarity that points us to truth.
0: Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. That is such a clear confession of faith, a clear proclamation, statement of who. KFUO is, of what KFUO does, that wonderful, clear proclamation, it is is a joy. In in a world that does seem to just bounce back and forth, what is true? That that question that Pontius Pilate asked in in John chapter 18, KFUO is here proclaiming this is true. Christ is for you. It's it's not just that historical knowledge, but but this trust. Christ is for you. You and he's for you anytime, anywhere in the proclamation of the word that's happening on KFUO 24 hours a day, seven days a week online. If you would like to support this worldwide outreach during Share give us a call in the St. Louis area 314 821 0850 or anywhere 1 800 730 zero27. You can text KFUO to 41444, or you can go online to KFUO.org and click on the donate button in the menu bar. We're only $507 from that goal of $60,000 right now. So during this break would be a great time to give us a call to go online to support this wonderful outreach of kfuo so we can get to that goal and draw a couple winners from our donors you're listening to sharper iron here on kfuo we're going to take that short break but we'll be right back please stick around
4: Is there any basic goodness in people apart from Christ? Absolutely not. Um, but do we do we at times emphasize that sinner aspect of people at the expense of you know ignoring the saint part, where we have that theology of we're simultaneously sinner and saint? And I think what Paul is trying to do here is emphasize that identity. Um, keeping it in the context of Romans. And this is coming as an encouragement. It's not trying to puff the people up. He's saying, "Your goodness, you're full of goodness because of everything I've emphasized before, because of Jesus Christ. You are sinners and you are also saints at the same time. It's this kind of paradox we live with. We're fully sinner and saint sinner because we have our uh, sinful nature inherited from Adam, which produces sinful actions but we are saints on behalf of the righteousness of Jesus, which has been given to us by faith. So rather than, you know, Paul just completely contradicting himself here, which is what some people might argue, he's really, I I believe, just encouraging them that you have the goodness of Christ Jesus in you. um, And that's why he's satisfied. That's why he uses that phrase, I'm satisfied uh, because you are by faith in Christ righteous. And so we, you know, as Christians can can even take that encouragement to, uh, you know, affirm godliness where we see God working good things through other people and encourage them that same way while maintaining that paradox of saint sinner. It's, it's just something that is always going to be a reality as long as we are alive here on earth. We have that saint sinner reality. and um, And we see, I think, just Paul encouraging them, you have the goodness of Jesus in you and that's why I'm satisfied. Mm,
0: right. I think that that's the key, is to understand what kind of goodness Paul is talking about.
3: If you enjoy our talk programs, please call and support KFUO at 314 850 or toll-free 1-800-730-2727.
0: Welcome back to Sharper Iron on day 2 of Sharathon Friday June 26th only $507 from that goal of $60,000. Let's let's get it done this hour so we can make those drawings. We're talking to Pastor Brady Finner this morning of Messiah Lutheran Church in Sartell, Minnesota about faith and good works. Pastor Finner, we've we've laid out what faith is. We've laid out what well, we've we started to talk about good works and how they flow from faith. We're going to talk about more in terms of of what those works are. We've we've really started to to dig into this, but we need maybe a bit more clarity, as you were saying. So we've got Paul saying you're saved by faith alone, and then you've got James saying, well, you've got to have works too, or your faith is dead. How do we how do we put these two things together so that the scriptures? I mean, you know, you're talking about liberal colleges liberal colleges it might be very easy for them just to say well James and Paul they contradict each other they're two different things that's not that's not on the table for us because we we know that the word of god is his word there's no error there's no contradiction in it so how do we hold these two things together as christians
1: right yeah exactly that's that's a key thing is um it might be popular in academia but it's not line, it does not line up what the scriptural truth says, especially the words of Jesus, as I said in Mark chapter 12. Let's not not be above Jesus here. That's not a good thing. So the key thing here is to look at context, because who is James writing to and who is Paul writing to? Specifically, I'll focus my attention on Galatians when Paul speaks to the church in Galatia. Is that I would say there are two different contexts. A number of different things I read it talked about how it's obvious that Paul is hitting home in Galatians the understanding of the oneness in Christ, the grace of God, the freedom of the gospel. And part of that was because the Galatian church was beating each other up over the law. You know, you circumcise, you're not, this isn't good, da da da, da and their 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 consciences were being seared. So he needed to talk about we are all one in Christ Jesus our Lord. He's talking about being, you know, saved. He Ephesians, very much so the same thing. But it's clear from James that he's addressing a church that has become very comfortable in their faith. I was just reading something that I talked about how it, it maybe is implied that when James wrote this that there were Christians that were like, well, that's all right, those people across the street are going hungry, but that's okay because I know I'm saved by grace, was kind of the, the feel. And they're justifying themselves um, instead of serving their neighbor. And so really he's addressing a different set of... Um, uh, situations we see this in our own congregations. That sometimes you have to give more law, sometimes you have to apply, you know, give more gospel, and how all those things all play out depends on the consciences of your church, the people who you serve, even within your own home. How do you address your spouse, your children? All depends on um, the situation in front of you.
0: Yeah, mm. uh, you know, I mean, when you when you put things in context, both in Romans or Galatians, and then in the book of James, these. Supposed contradictions do work themselves out. So, for example, you you mentioned earlier that one of the things that James talks about is the faith that Satan has. And he talks about how uh, Satan, the demons, even know who Jesus is. They even know what Jesus has done, but they don't trust in it. And it's in that context of talking about that kind of faith that James says, faith without works is dead. And so, when when James is talking about a faith without works, he, he's talking about a faith that doesn't trust, a faith that may know but doesn't trust. And, and when you when you think about that in terms of the way Saint Paul talks, well, there, there's no contradiction there at all. I mean, even even later in the letter to the Romans, Romans chapter six, verse one comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Paul says, "Shall we go on sinning so that grace may abound?" Right? God loves to forgive. Mm-hmm. I love to sin. Sounds like a great deal. I'll just keep sinning. Well, Paul says, no way. I mean, by no means. The strongest negative he can use there in the Greek, he, he makes use of there and in other places as well. That this this thinking that saving faith, this trust in what Christ has done for you that is completely a gift, that, that that gift just doesn't exist where where works don't flow forth from it. That that just, and I think we'll talk about this in a little bit, that that just, it just happens. Living faith produces Works like a, a living tree produces fruit and that I think that takes us to this idea of the flowing that you've been talking about all along that works flow from faith so as we continue this conversation, pastor Finner, take us then into these good works what is a good work we talk, that's another term that you know we, we use sometimes so we do good works well what does
2: that mean?
1: Yeah. So once again, define our terms. And and I would lay it out this way. I found this in the Christian Cyclopedia, which has a lot of different terms for a lot of theological things that we have as a Lutheran Church. And it says this: a good work is work done in faith in Christ for the blood, in the blood for the forgiveness of for forgiveness of your sins. So, how do we know it's a good work because it's done in faith? That's the distinction that we'd have in saying, in a secular sense, other people are doing good works. But when we do a good work in the sight of God, it is done in faith. And in the proper sense, it is a good work out full of faith. And the the work is done not by our own performance, but it's God working in and through us. Okay, So it's, it's really put in this way is that in faith, we serve our neighbor and we give glory to God. Because why? Because God is the one who is ultimately doing this. And I love how it, um, the, the flowing imagery is. In Romans 5.5, 5, it talks about how God pours his love into our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit, which obviously we have that understanding. And from that, our identity flows away to serve our neighbor. Ephesians 2:8-9 doesn't end there, but it goes to verse 10, which gives us our identity, for you are his workmanship. Creating Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared before you. So that's how you really see it. It's a, it's, a, it's a flow from that faith God gives, and it's a service to the neighbor. Um, hmm. And that's, it's an identity thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, one time in the LWML gathering we had, where we had like, we put this kind of scientific thing together and you put a little bit of vinegar in here and there. And all of a sudden you have this like big explosion. And the idea of the gathering was, uh, the flowing of the blessings. And I would say that you put the right ingredients in there, which is God and faith. And it just flows out. It goes out and it extends out into your world.
0: Mm, right, yeah, that, that idea of, of identity. I mean, the identity has to come first, and and the image of the the tree, the branches, or the vine and the branches from John fifteen. That's I think that's another very key scriptural theme that you see in, in other other places. You got a couple other here, a couple other Bible verses here, Pastor Friend, take us take us into those as well as to how this works. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, first of all, it begins identity in Galatians two, where it says, "It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me." So. Just once again, that understanding of can I do these good works? Yes, because you have Christ that lives in you. Obviously, in our baptism, I'm a new creation in Christ, Second Corinthians five, and and then you're kind of like, okay, so what is He going to do through me? And and that's why Paul continues in Galatians five, but talks about the fruit of the Spirit. You know, the understanding of, of uh, of the fruit that comes from the tree. Um, And what does God do in our lives? And this is also something for us to recognize. There's always going to be a battle when we do these things. And so we pray that God helps us do these things. So um, joy, love, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against there is no law. Showing us that God outflows us, and also it's a call to prayer to say, Lord, I want you to do good works. Help me to be loving. Help me be joyful. Help me to be peaceful. Help me to be patient. I think that's a big thing nowadays. Kindness, goodness, help me to do those things. And, as it tells us when we pray for the Holy Spirit, God gives us those things and helps us to do them.
0: James, James has this too. In, in the very first couple of verses of his book, in James chapter one, he talks about if you're lacking wisdom, ask God, and and know that mm. God is is one who gives without rebuke. He doesn't. He's not sitting there, sort of holding it back from you, but rather he gives generously without reproach. So, and I, I think, I mean, I know for me personally, that's something that I often neglect is 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 just simply asking the Lord to help mm. me with these things, knowing that He wants. To give them to me, it, I mean it's it's there. I'm, I I always find great comfort in the Lord's prayer in this that I know when God has told me this is what I want to give you and this is what I want you to ask for that He's going to do those things. And the same is is true for all of these things we're talking about. You know, Ephesians two, God has prepared these good works for us to walk in. Well, ask Him for those things. God's God's promised the fruit of the Spirit. Ask Him. those things and then know that that he will give them to you and again that i i think that helps us with this this same concept of the flowing right from that faith flow the good works and and faith is constantly turned toward god to receive and to ask and then upon receiving it, it just it flows out that illustration you used from your lwml event that's that's simply what happens for us as as christians now now that and that that's again what what KFU is all about preaching that word of god bringing that word of god so that people can hear believe in christ for them and then do those good works that god has given and among those good works is supporting the proclamation of the gospel which is what's happening during sherathon and i am thrilled to let everyone know that we did reach that $60,000 milestone hey. during this hour. Yes, that's <laughs> fantastic. I don't know if we can get 65 in the next 15 minutes, but you know, if you guys want to if you if you all want to give it a shot, you go for it. But we did hit 60,000. Thanks be to God and thank you to our fantastic donors, all of the supporters at KFUO who are Partnering with KFO to proclaim the good news of Christ Jesus for everyone, and so we we reached that sixty thousand dollar milestone, and we drew a couple of winners. There's a, I Pastor Hull and I thought there was a big hat in St. Louis with everybody's name where they were drawing, but there's actually like a, a book where they're flipping pages or something like that. So that's the picture you need in your mind here, and and we flipped through the pages. And the two winners for for the, again, there's a CPH gift card and a CD set, a seven CD set. Of some Christian music. Those two winners are Donald and Vivian Themer of Forney, Texas, and Margaret Gregory of St. Louis, Missouri. So Donald and Vivian and Margaret, thank you for your support of KFUO and congratulations on those gifts. We'll be getting in touch with you to find out how to get those to you. Thank you again to everyone for your support of KFUO during Shareathon. If you would like to call and and get us to that 65,000 before the end of the hour, you are welcome to do so or to give However much you so desire to help this proclamation of Christ for you anytime, anywhere, call 1-800-730-2727. You're listening to Sharp Iron, and we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Please stick around.
1: Pastor Miller, when when you think disciple, when you think student, when you think follower, what, what would you say comes to mind?
2: Well, I think we have to go further than just somebody being in a classroom. We've got to think beyond just taking an online course or something along those lines, just getting some data. If you think about biblical disciple, primarily look at like John the Baptist, it was up to the adherent, it was up to a person who wanted to be taught and wanted their life to change to choose their, their mentor, the person, their rabbi they're, that they're going to follow. And that, that person, that believer, that rabbi is going to completely change their identity mm-hmm. by their words and their teaching. So they're going to immerse their, themselves in that, that culture. Now, the reverse is true when Christ steps on the scene. He doesn't wait for anybody to call him. He doesn't wait for anybody to choose him. He's the one that walks up to Levi, the tax collector, and says, Follow me. His words capture, captivate, and uh, bring them uh, into his kingdom. And now our identity is completely shaped, informed, um, defined, uh, even the death and resurrection, by our Lord Jesus Christ and his words. So we have to think way beyond... Just some learning, some data, um, and uh, persuasion and influence and information and those sorts of things.
3: Please support the worldwide outreach of KFUO during share by calling in with your gift today. Call 314 850 or toll free 1-800-730-2727.
0: Welcome back to Sharper Iron here on KFUO. It's day two of Share Friday, June 26th, your opportunity to partner with KFUO in proclaiming Christ for you anytime, anywhere. We are talking to Pastor Brady Finneran of Messiah Lutheran Church in Sartell, Minnesota about faith and good works. So, Pastor Finneran, I mean, we, we've talked about faith, we've talked about good works, what they are, how good works flow forth from the gift of God in faith. It simply happens in the Christian. And and I think one of the things again that maybe we neglect to talk about sometimes is well what what are these works what good works should I actually be doing?
1: Right, yeah, that's that's always a challenge. So first of all, we always remember its our identity. You know, we're God's workmanship. Confessions say it is nece- good works are necessary. You know that we're mm-hmm. bound to bring. Um, good works to people. So that's just a, a good reminder, too, when you look at James, is that if someone comes to you and says, I'm a Christian, but I shouldn't have to serve Acts or do this, well, that's a call to repentance. I mean, this is us to be able to say, no, as a Christian, this is who you are. And and what what's a good reminder for this, too, is what does God give us to know what we should do. And that gets kind of tricky, you know, kind of tricky in everyday life, and it can be kind of um, something where you're searching so much for it that you actually don't serve anybody. So one, one of the great advice that I got um, from a beloved pastor friend was the understanding of where should I serve? And uh, one of the comments he made was, okay, look at your feet and start there. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of, uh, what does that mean? Um, and what he's saying is, where should I serve where God has planted you, where he's put you in your neighborhood? Um, who are the people closest to me, my spouse, my children, my parents, grandparents, whatever that might be, people at my work, people in my neighborhood, people at my church, people um, you know in the community? All those things, we have such freedom to be able to serve where you are. In the same token, the best place to start scripturally, and this is where we need to always begin and end, is the Ten Commandments. You start talking about how do I serve? Um, you know, uh, don't misuse the name of the Lord your God. Um, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. As far as doing the right things, honor your father mother, and other authorities. You don't hurt people. You, you, but you not only that, but you actually help people. You, you, you stay with your spouse, you commit adultery. You don't steal from people. You don't give false testimony against your neighbor. Um, just you know, coveting all these things that not only does it tell you not to do something, so you don't do it, you're actually serving your neighbor. In the same way, it gives you instructions in the small catechism of what you can do. So that's a great place to start. At the same token, um, you have things like the Good Samaritan parable, um, where it tells you to, what well, what's a good neighbor? Well, those who are in need, you serve them. Because he tells us literally, go and do likewise. And probably the one I, I enjoy um, The most I think it's the biggest call is from when Jesus separates the sheep from the goat, is that um, He speaks about when I was hungry you fed me, when I was thirsty you gave me drink, Um, when I was lost you welcomed me, when when I was naked you clothed me, and visited me in the prison. And those are that is a perfect example of the high calling He's given to us, which reminds us that our life is going to be about service, which begins and ends. from the faith that our Lord has given to us because of the grace and mercy that Christ gives to us in the first place.
0: Mm. I, I love the, your emphasis on, on starting here, right? Look, look where you are and, and start mm. there. And I think that's just a, a fantastic reminder, particularly in our day and age, where it is very easy with all of the forms of media that we consume to be focused everywhere but where our feet currently stand, I'm I'm looking at whatever's happening in Washington D.C. or you know in tech, I'm looking at what happens in Austin or I'm I'm looking at what happens far far away and and I forget where I am and the people right around me whom God has given me to serve and and then well what do I what do I do for those folks who are right around me the 10 commandments as you pointed out I mean when I sometimes when I'm when I'm examining our confirmands, prior to confirmation, and, and we're talking about you know if, you, if you're looking for a good work to do, what where might you look to find that out? And they sometimes they'll they'll like eh, I'm not sure, and I say well well what if what if there were ten good things that you wanted to do? Where might you look? <laughs> and they're like oh yeah the Ten Commandments, and and it's that kind of you know I mean I find myself doing the same thing like oh yeah the Ten Commandments these these very simple uh, beautiful things that God has given us to do that, that we know are good because he's given them to us and, and they don't, you know, they don't make the headlines. They don't, they don't make the the news, but they serve our neighbor and, and they are that, that faith flowing out to the neighbor and they go both toward God and to the neighbor. I mean, sometimes it's very easy to focus so much on those second table, the ones where we are loving our neighbors as ourselves that we forget to love the loving God and and so I mean you know receiving the gifts of God and word and sacrament this is a good thing prayer is a good thing right I mean these these are good works that God has given us to do very very humble but but so so good and, and I mean I, that's one of the things and I I think it's in the I think it's in the large catechism where where Luther talks about if we would just busy ourselves doing the Ten Commandments we would mm-hmm. We would never run out of things to do. And, and that's, you know, the, the more that we, we meditate upon these, the, just, just the better for us. And, and we don't need to be, this is one of those places, I think, where, where I'll be a little self-critical here. We, we do rightly focus on the gospel, that we are saved by grace and, and we are not saved by the law. That Sometimes we, we forget that the law is good. And that the things that God give us to do in the Ten Commandments are good, and that we should look at them and meditate upon them and pray them and ask God for these opportunities to do these things, because they're good things to do. Go ahead, Pastor Fenner. I've talked enough.
1: Yeah, that's good. I mean, I I, I guess all I can say is amen um, to what you're saying (laughs) to all those things, is that uh, God gives us those opportunities every single day. And right. um, how we fulfill that is going to look different for everybody, you know, according to your skills and abilities and the place of life. You brought up prayer. I think prayer is another example of something that that's a way to serve your neighbor because you're literally taking somebody and laying them at the feet of Christ and saying, here, um, here is your child and help them in and, and ourselves, you know, um, that the service, it never ends, which is why it's important for us to always go back to the faith Part of this, eyes on the cross, um, who has endured the cross, scorned and shame, and has won salvation for us because that is the true vine and we are the branches. So we can go really around and around and around, but it always begins and it ends with that flowing of grace that comes from God who, flow, who uh, pours that into our hearts. Mm, if I could bring right. up one more thing. Please, um, go how ahead. much time we got, boss?
0: Uh, we got about three minutes.
1: Okay, so one of the things, too, that can be a tendency in this is that we can become fruit inspectors. Is that we'll look at somebody and say, no, they're not really in this thing. And this is, a, you know, this goes into forms of pietism. It goes into different parts of uh, Christian, Christian history where people started just looking at each other and going, oh, you're not saved enough, or you're not this enough, or that enough. And God continually... Um, I, I get led in that direction. I want to look at others and say, oh, they're not really that saved, are they? And then God always pulls me back, first of all, to repent over my own sins, but also he shows me this that God is working through people's lives and we need to lay that at his feet. So, example, one of the great things that's happened during this COVID is that I've been able to call a lot of, mo- most of my members of my congregation, and with those, have conversations you don't normally have. And one of them in particular is a proof to me that God is at work among His people, even if we don't see it. Is that there's a person in my congregation who I I call them, and and they're 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 members and they and they're faithful. He's faithful, and um, but he's not as consistent. He has a job that kind of he owns a business and it isn't always there. And one of the things that I found out during this time is one his business is you know it's it's in trouble right now. At the same time, he's caring for a family member who has early-onset Alzheimer's. And when you talk to him, you would think everything was perfectly fine. And I started the conversation, uh, maybe with a little bit of judgment in my own heart, but I remember ending it because throughout the whole time, it just flowed of his identity in Christ, that even if there's a second wave, my identity is Jesus, and I have that, and my kids, I'll tell them their identity in Christ. He's going through all of this, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, God is working in this person, he's working so many ways, and it overflows in all this and reminds us that it's the daily task, the caring for the loved one, the, the work that you've done, but ultimately you trust that this is all in God's hands, which shows of his mercy that flows from his people on account of Christ and by his word. It's, it's just a wonderful reality of our own need for humility.
0: For sure. And I mean, there's a wonderful reminder there as we think about these things, not only for ourselves, but for others to always be, we talked about this yesterday with Pastor Hall and with others too, to always be looking at others as Christ sees them, as those died for by Christ, covered in the blood of Christ. And, and not in a spirit of, of judgment or or pride, but rather that humility, knowing that together we stand under that same grace of Christ that is proclaimed here on KFUO. And Pastor Finner, man, thanks for being our guest today. Uh, and I'm, I'm very happy to say that, that we actually did get over $65,000 this hour. <laughs> we, we, we're, we're at 65451 So So we got two more names. Uh, there There's two more gifts that are coming. The book, He Remembers the Baron by Katie Sherman, courtesy of Emmanuel Press, and also the Lutheran. And study Bible Hardback, courtesy of CPH. Those two winners are Eileen Mueller of St. Louis, Missouri, and Richard Ailman of St. Charles, Missouri. So, Eileen, Richard, thank you for your support of KFU. And to all of our faithful listeners and supporters, thank you for supporting this worldwide proclamation of Christ for you anytime, anywhere, here on Shareathon, which continues into the next program. Keep listening to Coffee Hour. We're over 65,000 already. Thank you so much for all of your support. I am your host here on Sharper Iron, Pastor Timothy Apple of Grace Lutheran Church in Smithfield, Texas, joined today by Pastor Brainy Finner of Messiah Lutheran Church in Sartell, Minnesota. It's been a joy to spend this time reflecting on faith and good works, these gifts of God given freely to us so that we go forth and serve our neighbor. Thanks for your support of KFUO. Thanks for spending the morning with us. I'll talk to you again next week.